0: My beloved in Jesus Christ, our Lord, a most blessed Feast of Pentecost to all of you. You must have been like St. Paul. At all cost, he needed to get to Jerusalem by the Feast of Pentecost, and I see you have done the same yourselves as we gather here together to celebrate this great feast. This past week, I was blessed, Pawnee Kelly and I, were blessed to be taken to northwestern Montana, the White Fish Lake area. And on one day, we made an excursion up to uh, Glacier National Park, an absolutely stunning place. It's truly God's country there. And we went up and saw all kinds of sights Everywhere you turned, there was something gorgeous to look at. Your neck got sore going back and forth. We saw Lake Bowman with a stunning setting in the mountains at the far end. McDonald Lake. And but one particular area struck me. And it was called McDonald Creek. And it was a large, it wasn't just a little creek, and it wasn't a great river like the Columbia River, but it was a good-sized river, I guess. And the water was rushing down and there was these places you could stop and park and take pictures. And of course people were doing that and we did the same. But one particular area really struck me. The way the water was coming down and folding in between the rocks and opening up and then folding again. I was mesmerized. It made me thirsty. But how much of this abundance of water was just flowing? And everywhere it flowed, life developed. The trees were thick along it. And as I'm looking there, I do the same thing with every time, whether I'm listening to music or whatever, I start thinking about God. And I couldn't be helped to thinking of the contrast between that rich, lush river flowing with the trout in it, I'm sure and the desert of where I have to go to next week. But I was thinking about the desert, the Sinai Desert. Dry, inhospitable. And yet this is the place where God called His people out of bondage. And because it was dry and there was no water, water, when it was around, became Almost sacramental, not in the sacramental way we understand it today, but a means of conveying God's presence, God's power, God's abundance, God's love, His mercy. We see this in the very fact of the name of Moses. Moses means drawn from the water. We see this idea of water, and we use it heavily liturgically, in crossing the Red Sea. We hear a tale of the Hebrews when they were out in the desert and they were thirsty and they came across a pool that was bitter and not good to drink and God told Moses to put a piece of wood in the water and it became sweet to drink. We hear of another place. Again, they were out of water and God had Moses strike the water. Moses struck the stone and water flowed out. Rich, cool. Sweet water. It was not just a symbol of of physical, uh, we're going to survive, but of of God's abundance. And this theme of water will be used throughout the Old Testament. Isaiah will speak of, uh, God speaking through Isaiah, that with joy you will draw the water from the well of salvation. Later on, he says of God that he gives water in the wilderness and makes a river run through the desert so that he can give drink to his chosen people. Not just drink to stay alive, but the drink of God. It became a symbol of his presence. And so we hear in our gospel today, it was the late and great last day of the great feast. And we hear Jesus standing up and saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. For as Scripture says, Rivers of living water will flow through him, from him. Rivers of living water. This wasn't missed by the Hebrews, by the Pharisees. They knew Scripture very well and knew of all the times that God saved his people and gave them ab- abundance. Through the water. But what was happening? What was causing this uh, for Jesus to stand up and say, He who thirsts? Jesus is very uh, Montessori. He uses everything around him to teach truth. It was the Feast of Tabernacles, a time of remembrance. Uh, It took place in the fall a harvest festival, but it was a time to remember their sojourning through the wilderness. And so they built these structures, and they put vines and stuff on the roofs, and they would eat in there, and they would sleep in there. And it wouldn't be airtight. It would be enough so wind could pass through, and they could remind themselves of God and their dependence upon Him. And each day was a liturgical day of this feast. Each day they had the special morning sacrifices. They had one rite of where they would face the east and they would say a prayer to God. There would be the rite of the lighting of the lamps that would take place in the evening. And then there was the rite of the water of offering. And what they would do on this water of offering is in the mornings, a priest would take a golden vessel and he would go down to the pool of Siloam, and he threw, by saying a prayer about the waters in the wilderness and the river running through the desert and his chosen people getting drink, the priest would scoop up the water and great procession, they would process back into the temple to the altar. And he would be met by another priest who had another vessel filled with wine. And they would go up and the one of, somebody would blow that shofar, that horn, and then it would be quiet. That horn was like getting everyone's attention, like the deacon saying, Wisdom, be attentive. Imagine the quietness, and they would pour it in. And then they would begin singing the Hallel Psalms, which are Psalms 113 through 118. And they'd do this for three days. Then in the evening time, when it got dark, They would gather again. And you know how the ambiance changes when lights come on. They would start lighting these great menorahs. The younger men would carry these big vats of oil on their backs, climb up to the menorah, fill that cistern up there so it could feed the lamps, and it would start lighting the courtyard. And they would sing more psalms, and there would be more dancing. Then there would be a prayer of benediction, and they would go home for the night, to get up and do it again. Very liturgical. So now you can imagine we come to the last and great day of the feast and the liturgical celebration escalates. And now when he comes back, you've got all the Levites that are semicircled around the altar of sacrifice. The priest that's carrying the water and wine, they go around the altar seven times and then they go up and they pour the water into silver funnels that are on connected to the altar. And they go down that water and the wine are poured at the same time and goes down into the ground through the altar. Asking for God's abundance. Reminding themselves of God, their dependence on God. So now think. It's the last day. It's the Pentecost like we are celebrating today, the last and great day of our Paschal Feast. They come up with the water and the golden vessel. They go around the altar. The horn is blown. Everybody stops. They watch what's happening because it's a prayer. It's an offering to God of water. And at this moment, somewhere in this time, while there's a hush, it is this time when Jesus says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. For as Scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from him. Rivers of living water. New life. Jesus is saying, I am the fulfillment of this ritual that you are carrying out. I am the reality of it. I am the one you are offering it to. I am the one that's given you the abundance. I am the one you are seeking. I am the one that led you through the desert. It was my voice in the bush. It was my voice to speaking through, uh, to Moses. I am the word of God. And he's trying to tell us he's here to give us this abundant richness. And John will tell us that when he says this, he's speaking about the Holy Spirit that is to come on the day of Pentecost that will make all things known to us, that will make us new creations, that will set forth the foundation of the church and ordinations and the sacramental life. This grace that Jesus is talking about, this rivers of living water, is poured out upon each of us richly and abundantly like that beautiful rushing water of McDonald Creek, Rich, lush, and gives life to everything in its path. And then in the evening, on that great day of the feast, The lamps must have been lighting again. They must have been lighting each of them because Jesus will stand up again and say, I am the light of the world. Anyone who comes to me will not be in darkness, will have eternal life. He was able to give us Himself through the power of the Holy Spirit today because while He walked on the earth, He could only be in a geographical area. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, He's present to us everywhere. It is by the power of the Holy Spirit, this richness of grace that flows out, that you and I are able to gather together here today. Each of us, from our different walks of life, are able to come together and profess the same truth, the same objective truth, That can only happen by the power of God. It can only happen by the power of the Holy Spirit. And by the same Spirit, the church has been kept in place throughout the centuries. Despite the turmoils, she's still standing, and she always will, until Christ comes again. This richness is what God wants to give us. The fullness of Himself He desires to give each and every one of us. Open your hearts to it. And it will be yours. Seek it and you will find it. Knock and it will be given to you and opened. What a great gift that God has given us. No wonder Jesus says you will be happy to see me go. Because if I go, the comforter will come. And He's come in abundance and given us richly of the gift of life. Not just the life in this world that we experience now, but a preparation for that great life that is to come. Anyone who comes to me is thirsty. As Scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from him. Drink deeply of that sweet water. When I was in the mountains and I saw all those wonderful pockets where fly fishing would be just... and saw all these things, how wonderful it would be, I thought, of all of this, it's beautiful, but it's creation. Now it's time to be with the one who gave us creation, the creator, the giver of life. And that's what we do here today. We gather here to be with the one who gave us all. The one who gave us life. A life that would be without end. Rivers of living water are flowing this day. My brothers and sisters, drink deeply of it.